This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. A video of the talk is also available along with more downloads at our website ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk or join us in person at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. Well, good afternoon. And uh, thank you for coming this afternoon. The Bible are books full of surprises. What are we going to talk about? Well, we're essentially going to look at various aspects of the Bible, about the Bible and in the Bible, and what is so surprising about it. First of all, we're going to look at its, its popularity, its consistency, that, and we'll say a bit more about this when we get to it, that it actually, like, unlike almost any other book, tells it like it is. We're going to look at some surprising proofs of the Bible through archaeology, and we're going to look at some fulfilled prophecies of the Bible. And we're also going to intersperse those five um, threads, if you like, with a sprinkle of other, at least hopefully interesting, if not otherwise surprising, Bible facts. So let's start with that, just, a, just a, a few of those surprising Bible facts. So the, there isn't any specific message in these sprinkles of Bible facts, other than hopefully you will find them, as I say, at least slightly interesting and probably mildly surprising. So Bible facts about animals. Sheep are mentioned more than any other animal in the Bible. They actually get mentioned 187 times. Proverbs chapter 30 verses 24 to 28 says there are four animals that are exceedingly wise. And whilst you wouldn't necessarily think that that was the case, the examples are given of ants, of conies, of locusts and lizards. Dogs are mentioned 41 times in the Bible, but cats are never mentioned. Elephants are never mentioned, but ivory, which of course comes from elephants' tusks, is mentioned 13 times. Horses are mentioned 156 times, and 33 different types of birds are mentioned. And just while we're on animals, uh, lions. The Bible records lions killing people four times. But the Bible also mentions three people who kill lions. So that's four three to the lions, I think. On to some actual surprising things about the Bible now. First of all, the popularity of the Bible. It may or may not be a surprise to you that the Bible has for many years and still is the worldwide bestseller, by far. The Bible has sold five billion copies worldwide to date. And just to show you by way of contrast, the next bestseller, possibly not a surprise, is the Quran, 
but that's only sold 800 million copies, six times fewer. The Bible is the most translated book in the world. To date, all or most parts of the Bible have been translated into, well, when I checked last week, 3,223 distinct languages and sub-dialects. And this work continues. So if you look at the, if you look on the internet next week, you may find that that number has gone up. Again, by way of contrast, the next most translated book is actually Pinocchio. Um, and that so has been translated into 260 languages. That's 80% fewer languages than the, the Bible has been translated into. Even the United Nations Universal Declaration of Human Rights, which of course is a pamphlet, not a book, has only been translated into 462 languages. And another possibly surprising, possibly not surprising fact about the popularity of the Bible, it's the most shoplifted book in the world. Another one of those just um, quick surprising Bible facts, this time about people. There was a lady named Noah, that's in addition to the man named Noah. Manasseh was the longest reigning king at 55 years. And in contrast, Zimri was the shortest reigning king, just seven days. Lawyers are mentioned eight times in the Bible, but only one, Zenas, is, is mentioned by name, and that's in Titus chapter 3 and verse 13. Jeremiah is the only man recorded that God would allow not to get married. Only two people are recorded as being embalmed. That's Jacob and Joseph. And the most used name in the Bible is Jonathan. There are 14 different Jonathans mentioned. Now on to our, our second more serious strand. <clears throat> the Bible is remarkably surprising in terms of its consistency. The Bible was written over a period of probably at least 1,600 years by more than 40 different people. <clears throat> and the time of that writing spans from 1500 BC to about 100 AD. The occupations of these writers include kings, political leaders, army generals, prophets, priests, musicians, fishermen, a herdsman, a tax collector, a tent maker, and a doctor. Now, all of these writers claim to have been inspired by God to write down what they wrote. And the Bible itself claims to be consistent. Just a couple of short quotes. First, a quote from Malachi, chapter 3 and verse 6. For I am the Lord, I do not change. And the Psalms, Psalm 33 and verse 11. The counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plan of his heart to all generations. And from <clears throat> Paul's letter to Titus, chapter 1 and verse 2. In hope of eternal life, which God 
who cannot lie promised before time began. So, just to recap, the Bible was written over a long period of time, 1600 years, by a whole range of different writers, but they all claimed to be writing what God prompted them to write. And the Bible itself, God proclaims, is consistent right the way across time. Well, how does that stand up? Well, the easiest way and the best way of looking at that is to compare it with other ancient texts. If you look at something like Homer's Iliad, there are about 640 known ancient copies. And as far as we know, it was written by, by one author, Homer. And there is about, it's quite impressive, 95% consistency between those 640 known copies. But here's the comparison. The Greek New Testament, of which there are in excess of 6,000 copies, and of those 40 writers, 40 plus writers of the Bible, nine or 10 of them were authors of the New Testament. Not 95% consistent, but 99.5% consistency between these huge range of copies. It's almost as if you would think that God was, you know, guiding men and women through the ages to ensure that his word remained consistent, which of course he has. And then of course there's the issue of the consistency of the Bible message itself. Well, if we look at a quote from the first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, we read this. This is God talking to the man Abraham and he says, I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands, and he's talking about the lands of Israel, and in your seed all nations of the earth shall be blessed. And that's right back, as I say, in the first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis. Now come to one of the later writings in the New Testament, uh, thousands of years later. And Paul, writing to the Galatians, says in chapter 3 and verse 8, the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, in you all the nations shall be blessed. Which is exactly what God, of course, did say to Abraham those thousands of years earlier. Okay. So we have a consistent message running right the way through, from ancient times with Abraham through to early New Testament times. Paul writing to the Galatians. Another little snippet, this time surprising Bible facts. The only boat mentioned by name in the Bible is the Castor and Pollux, and that's in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 28 and verse 11. Deuteronomy 3 and verse 11 tells us that Og, the king of Bashan, had a bed made of iron that was 13 feet long and 6 feet wide. Book of Kings tells us that King Ahab built a house of ivory. It's a bit like the cats and the dogs, this one. Salt is mentioned 41 times in the Bible, but pepper, not the ones. 
20 different precious, different precious stones are mentioned. 29 different musical instruments are mentioned. The shofar in Hebrew, or the curved ram's horn, which is translated trumpet 68 times and cornet 4 times in the King James Version of the Bible, is the most frequently mentioned musical instrument. Eight different fighting weapons are mentioned. The axe, the bow and arrow, the club, the dagger, the mace, the sling, the spear and the sword. Cheese is referred to three times in the Bible. Back to one of our more serious strands then. The Bible tells it like it is. Famously, though it's probably not the first person that could be attributed to, but famously Winston Churchill said, history is written by the victors. And that's what we find, isn't it? That um, history, from a human point of view, tends to make the victors look good. In fact, most right human writings tend to overlook man's and mankind's mistakes and play up uh, those good things, um, those clever things uh, that, uh, that, that man has done. The Bible doesn't do that. The Bible criticises its authors and those it writes about. For instance, the Bible says that the Jews are God's chosen people, but then goes on to condemn them many times for the way in which they act. And this is contrary to usual human nature, which, as I say, tends to play down human failings. Here are a few Bible quotes, again, by, you know, God-inspired authors, just to, just to make the point. Paul, writing to um, the church in, in, in Rome, says, For the good that I will to do, I do not. But the evil that I will not to do, that I practice. Uh, the psalmist, David, says, I am feeble and severely broken. I groan because of the turmoil of my heart. And the prophet Isaiah says, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. Again, just to make the point, variations on the phrase, God was against Israel, God's chosen people, but God was against Israel because of their sins, comes more than 80 times. Okay. Normal human writings you know, as I say, gloss over, pass over those kind of things. The Bible tells it very much like it is. In the same sort of vein, variations on the phrase Israel's sin, written by usually people who are from, as it were, the, 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 the people of Israel, comes more than 50 times. And the specific phrase, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, or was kindled against Judah, comes 15 times. So the Bible isn't like usual human writing. It is God-inspired and is a, you know, it tells it the way it is. Some surprising numbers. Again, just for a bit of fun. The word faith 
is used 245 times in the New Testament, but only two times in the Old Testament. David is mentioned 1,139 times in the, day, in the Bible, second only to Jesus. Sarah is the most mentioned woman at 59 times, and Rachel, Sarah's granddaughter, is uh, the second most frequently mentioned at 47 times. Isaiah, in the Greek, often translated Isaiah, is quoted by name 21 times in the New Testament, the most New, uh, Old Testament writer quoted, other than David. There are 613 articles in the Law of Moses. Only three people in the Bible have names beginning with an F, Felix, Fortunus and Festus. Jesus calls himself the Son of Man 79 times in the Gospels. And the Psalms mention the heart 122 times. Angels are mentioned in 34 of the 66 books of the Bible. Now back to one of our more serious strands. Surprising archaeological truth about the Bible. The uh, Bible often refers to Assyria and its capital Nineveh. But from ancient times up until really comparatively recently, no evidence could be found for it. To the extent that many... Uh, people, even Bible scholars, didn't actually believe that Assyria and the city of Nineveh were real places because nobody knew where they were. They couldn't find it. Okay, and basically they were they were disbelieving the Bible. But then, in 1842, the remains of Nineveh were found, most notably through the excavations of a man called Austin Henry Layard. Who British archaeologist and the remains of Nina uh, have become one of the most sensational archaeological revelations of modern times. It's a similar story with Babylon. Until 1898 scholars doubted whether Babylon ever existed because not only could they not find Babylon but the only record of it could be found in the Bible. And then in 1898, Babylon was discovered and excavated. We know today that Babylon was one of the first cities in the world. From writings found in Babylon itself, it was founded by Nimrod, who is in the Bible named as the great-grandson of Noah. And archaeologists have found his name on many inscriptions and tablets. And indeed, they found elsewhere a massive head of Nimrod excavated near Kala on the Tigris River. And coming up to somewhat more recent times, um, many of you I'm sure will have heard of the Dead Sea Scrolls. And basically a young shepherd first discovered the Dead Sea Scrolls in 1947 near the site of Qumran, which is now on the, uh, in Israel on the West Bank. And over the, over the next decade from 1947, 
Uh, scientists discovered more than 900 manuscripts located in 11 uh, caves uh, high, up, high up in Qumran. Um, and they include works from the Hebrew Bible, including Genesis, Exodus, Isaiah, Kings, and Deuteronomy. And the texts date from between roughly 200 BC right up until AD 70. And surprise, surprise, those texts are, again, surprisingly really very accurate compared with the texts that we have today. And coming even more up to date, uh, in 1979, two silver mini scrolls were, were discovered at uh, Ketev Hinnom, an archaeological site near Jerusalem. And those probably go back to something like 2,600 years ago. Uh, these mini scrolls are written in Hebrew. Uh, they contain the oldest Bible passage that survives to the present day. Uh, and it's part of a priestly blessing found in Numbers chapter 6, in fact. Um, and these, these, these scrolls, these amulets say that Yahweh, the, the, the God of Israel, is stronger than evil and a rebuker of evil. So there are very many archaeological findings and archaeological proofs that actually show the Bible's authenticity, both in terms of what it talks about, ancient civilizations and ancient cities like Assyria and Babylon and so on and so forth, but also those archaeological finds show that the, uh, that the biblical text, going back thousands of years, uh, is indeed entirely accurate. Another one of our, if you like, fun sections. Surprising Bible facts words. The longest word in the Bible is Mahashalal Hashbaz, which is the name of a person. And that comes in Isaiah chapter 8, verses 1 and 3. And the longest word that, and I think this is a lovely one, this one, the longest word that is not a name is loving kindnesses. And that's in Psalm 17 and verse 7. There are 12 books of the Bible that start with the letter J. Ezra chapter 7 and verse 21 contains every letter of the alphabet except J. Acts, the longest book in the New Testament, never uses the word love. Acts and Second Peter are the only two New Testament books that don't. There are no words beginning with the letter X in the King James Version of the Bible. The Apostle Paul uses the word grace within the first five verses of every single book and epistle that he wrote. All the books of the New Testament contain the word Amen, except Acts, James, and John's third letter, John's third epistle. And the word faith is used in every book of the New Testament except the um, Gospel record through John and John's second and third letters. Back to our serious strands, prophecies. <clears throat> The Bible contains over 2,500 prophecies, of which more than 2,000 have been completely fulfilled, and between four and 500 are still awaited. The detail of the prophecies and the accuracy of their fulfillment is both remarkable and surprising. Let's concentrate particularly on prophecies about Jesus. 
There are many others, but we're just going to concentrate really on prophecies about Jesus here. Firstly, picking up from our introductory reading, Daniel chapter 9, verses 25 and 26. Part of that says, Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah, the Prince, there shall be seven weeks and sixty-two weeks, and the street shall be built again and the wall, even in troublesome, troublous time, troublesome times. And then later on it says, And after the sixty-two weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself, and the people of the Prince who is to come, shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be like a flood. Well, seven weeks and the 62 weeks, taking a day for a year, is 483 years. The decree regarding the restoration of Jerusalem, which is what the prophecy had originally been talking about, was issued by Persia's king Artaxerxes to the Hebrew priest Ezra in 458 BC. 483 years later, Jesus began his preaching ministry. Jesus was then cut off. He was crucified. And in AD 70, the temple, the sanctuary that was talked about in the prophecy, and the city of Jerusalem was destroyed. The People's Republic of the Romans rushed in like a flood to destroy it. That's what the secular Roman records actually say. Let's look at something which is maybe really quite familiar to all of us. Micah chapter 5 and verse 2. But thou, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel. And that prophecy was written about, probably about 700 BC. And of course the fulfilment of this prophecy is the birth of Jesus Christ, and that's one of the most celebrated and well-known facts in history. And everybody knows that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Here's another prophecy about Jesus. The prophet Zechariah, in chapter 11 and verse 12, says... So they weighed for my price thirty pieces of silver, and the Lord said unto me, Cast it unto the potter, a goodly price that I was prized at of them. And I took the thirty pieces of silver and cast them to the potter. Now, <clears throat> Bible writers and indeed secular historians both record that thirty pieces of silver was the sum paid to Judas Iscariot for betraying Jesus. And they indicate that the money went to purchase a potter's field. So we read in the Gospel record through Matthew, uh, chapter 27 and verse 9, and they, that's the Jewish rulers, took the 30 pieces of silver, which had been paid to Judas, the value of him, Jesus, who was priced, whom they of the children of Israel priced, and gave them for the potter's field. In other words, purchased, bought a potter's field. Take a different prophecy, this time from Psalm 22. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look and stare at me. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing, they cast lots. These are the 
words of David written by inspiration and the births would be about 400 BC. And the prophet Zechariah writing around 200 BC also said they shall look upon thee whom they have pierced. Well, again, historians and New Testament writers confirm the fulfilment. Jesus of Nazareth died, pierced on a Roman cross, and his extraordinarily quick death eliminated the need for the usual breaking of bones so that he could count all of his bones. And here we have the fulfilment recorded in the Gospel record through Matthew chapter 27 and verse 35. Then they crucified him and divided his garments, casting lots that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. And sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Another little aside, some miscellaneous Bible facts this time. Word for word, Luke wrote more of the New Testament than Paul just because the uh, gospel record through Luke and the book of Acts are, are quite long uh, books. There are eight people in the Bible with two letter names Ur, Og, On, So and four men called Uz. There are seven cities with two, letters na two letter names Ai, well actually two cities called Ai. R, No, On, uh, and us. There's also an altar called Ed and a man whose name was Hen. Every book of the New Testament uses the word grace except Matthew, Mark and John's first and third letters. And the phrase it is written, referring of course to um, the Old Testament scriptures, occurs 63 times in the New Testament. So, we are nearly done. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Or nearly. Maybe one last slightly surprising fact. The word goodbye is actually a contraction of the phrase, God be with you. The Bible is both surprising and amazing. I would urge you to read it. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed that talk. For more downloads, videos, information about what we believe and details of our meeting times, go to our website, ormskirtchristadelphians.org.uk. Mm -hmm.